Hello and thanks for joining us. Welcome to Search for Truth. This is your Bible teaching program with Brian Johnston. In this series, Brian is answering listeners' questions. And there's no booklet to accompany the series. And up to the beginning of March, God willing, uh, Brian will be responding to a new question each time, which you might recognise as the one you asked. And if you do, please tell us if you did or didn't find Brian's answers being a help. Now, there are questions such as, is there any such place as purgatory? Why was salvation such a long time in coming? Is there a Christian way to find a marriage partner? And these, and others too, will be covered in the coming weeks. But now, one of our listeners asks you, Brian, is Christianity exclusive? Tell us, please. Right, John. This was Isabel, in fact, from Scotland in the UK, and she has written into SFT with this question. She said it was connected with something that I had said on the air. Well, it certainly concerns John chapter 14 and verse 6, and the exclusive claim made by the Lord Jesus. We'll remind ourselves of that first before we begin. John 14, first six verses. Jesus says, Do not let your heart be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many dwelling places. If it were not so, I would have told you, for I go to prepare a place for you. If I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also. And you know the way where I am going. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going. How do we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. The claim of Jesus to be the way seems to many people today to be too exclusive, perhaps arrogant. We pride ourselves on being so tolerant, at least of everything except what we consider to be intolerance. And we come up against that here. Is Jesus really saying that there is no other way to God other than himself? Isabel herself believed that Jesus was making an exclusive claim here. She'd recently, she said, shared with others her understanding of that verse. That understanding being that Jesus is the only way for anyone to come to God, the only way for anyone to escape the judgment. Apparently, this had not gone down well with her hearers, and she'd been challenged by others who put it to her that to understand that claim of Jesus in the way she did was to make out that Christ and Christianity was arrogant and exclusive and intolerant. Well, Isabel, I want you to know that I'm with you. On the air, I said, Jesus actually spoke about being the way to God. Not many ways, not always leading to God, but just one way. And that way, he claimed, was himself when he said, I am the way, the truth and the life. But I know how it is. It's never comfortable to come under pressure and be challenged, especially in public. The exclusive claim of Christianity is not considered to be politically correct these days, for the world's thoughts are not God's thoughts. But as we search for truth, the word of God must hold absolute sway. There's a dizzying array of options when it comes to religion, and the culture around us says they're all equally valid. It seems absolutely bizarre to people that someone would say, this one way is the truth and the only truth. The poet, Steve Turner, describes brilliantly and satirically what many think when it comes to religion. He says, Jesus was a good man, just like Buddha, Muhammad and ourselves. 
We believe he was a good teacher of morals, but we believe that his good morals are actually bad. We believe that all religions are basically the same. They all believe in love and goodness. They only differ on matters of creation, sin, heaven, hell, God and salvation. In other words, with tongue-in-cheek, he's saying that the reality is that the similarities between religions are superficial, whereas the differences are fundamental. We've mentioned two motivations for dismissing the idea that Christ is the only way to God, and we need to examine them both. The first objection is that it's arrogant to say that Jesus is the only way. How could Christians possibly be so arrogant as to say that all other religions are wrong and Jesus is the only path to God? Often the parable of the elephant is used to illustrate the sheer arrogance of Christianity. It goes something like this. Three blind scribes are touching different parts of an elephant. The one who's holding the tail says, this is a rope. Another holding the elephant's leg says, this is not a rope, you're wrong, it's a tree. Still another who's holding the trunk of the elephant says, you're both wrong, it's a snake. The intended moral of the story is that all religions are like these men. They each touch a different part of ultimate reality, and therefore any one of them would be arrogant to say they have the whole truth. But take a step back and think about what's actually being said here. Do you see the breathtaking claim that's being made? Jesus, Buddha, Krishna, Moses and Muhammad are all blind. But in fact, the storyteller is saying, I can see. These leaders all had a small perspective, but I am the one who sees the full picture. Now who's being arrogant? The issue is not about who is arrogant, but what is actually true and real. The second motivation for dismissing Christ is often the alleged issue of exclusion. How can you exclude all religions? Jesus may have said he was the way to the Father, but do I really need to become an intolerant person who excludes all others? Again, we need to think carefully about this view because the reality is that whatever position we hold will exclude something else. Even the person who believes that all ways lead to God excludes the view that only one way leads to God. The issue is not about who's excluding people, but again it's about what's actually true and real. Truth, by its very nature, is exclusive. If it's true, as Christianity claims, that Jesus was crucified, died and rose from the dead, then it's not true, as one other worldview claims, that Jesus never died in the first place and that someone else was killed in his place. Both claims cannot be true. Truth is exclusive. This issue can make us reluctant to talk about our faith. We don't want to appear arrogant, bigoted or intolerant. In many parts of the Western world, tolerance is valued above everything else. It's very easy to slip from the true claim all people have equal value to the false claim that all ideas have equal merit. But those are two very different things indeed. Let's take a brief look at the idea which says all religions are basically the same. Someone has put it like this. Suppose I say that I've just got into literature in a big way, and this last year I've read William Shakespeare, Virginia Woolf and Tolkien, as well as Harry Potter and The Very Hungry Caterpillar, and I've concluded that every author is identical. If I were to say that, would you conclude that A, 
this is the most profound statement on literature you've ever heard? Or would you conclude, B, that I don't have the first clue what I'm talking about? You'd probably choose B, I don't have a clue what I'm talking about. Now, what about the person making the statement that all religions are the same? Doesn't it also suggest that the person making that claim hasn't actually looked into any of them? Because once you do, you realise it's not that most religions are fundamentally the same with superficial differences, but the reverse is the case. Most religions have superficial similarities with fundamental differences. A further problem with the idea that all religions are essentially the same is that it ignores the fact that ideas have consequences. What you believe matters because it'll affect what you do. To claim that all religions are essentially the same, I suppose, amounts to saying that it really doesn't matter what you believe as long as you're sincere. This neglects the fact that you can, you can really believe something sincerely and yet be sincerely wrong. I imagine Hitler held his beliefs with sincerity, but I'm sure you'll agree that doesn't make them true. Actually, to ask why we think that Jesus Christ is the only way is to miss the point entirely. Jesus doesn't compete with anybody. Nobody else in history has made the claims he did. Nobody else in history claimed to be able to deal with the problems of the human heart. Nobody else in history claimed, as he did, to be God come as man. To say we believe Jesus is the only way should have nothing to do with arrogance and everything to do with introducing people to him. It all comes down, as we said earlier, to the issue of what is the actual truth. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except by me. There are a number of possibilities here for why he might have said this, and exploring these possibilities is crucial. First, perhaps he was genuinely a good person, but he was deluded. He was sincere, but he was wrong. He believed that he was a son of God, but he wasn't. In other words, he was mentally imbalanced. Or second possibility, perhaps Jesus knew he wasn't God, but went around telling people that he was the only way to God regardless. In other words, he was a sinister character deliberately telling lies. Or finally, perhaps Jesus was who he said he was. Perhaps he made these radical statements because they were true and real. In other words, he is indeed the way to God. But you say, what about those in all the different religions? How does God view them? Well, the God I know, the God of the Bible, is fair. And the words of the Bible reassure me again here. Shall not the judge of all the earth do right? It's none of my business, really, to wonder about others who may or may not have understood or even heard the message of Christianity. I can safely leave the issue to God. But what about you? Now that you've heard, and I trust, understood, have you taken the only way to God that there is? Anyone consciously pursuing an alternative to the Christian message will never qualify for heaven, but the wrath of God abides on someone like that, for their deliberate decision amounts to a willful rejection of Christ. As for Isabel, our inquiring listener, I do hope this clarifies the subject, and that by God's grace you remain firm in your convictions. It shouldn't matter to us if they don't prove to be popular, as long as we know they are true.
So, Isabel, no doubt Brian may have answered your question personally when you first wrote in, but if you're listening now, please let us know if Brian's talk's been of any further help. For all our listeners, sometimes these talks may raise more questions. Uh, So if this is uh, applicable to you or you have any comments, then we'd love to hear from you. Here's our postal and our email address. Search for Truth, Church of God, Downing Drive, Leicester, LE5, 6LN, UK. I'll repeat that for you. Search for Truth, Church of God, Downing Drive, Leicester, LE5, 6LN, UK. And now here's our email address, sft at churchesofgod.info. Although there's no booklet for this series on listeners' questions, you can still access many booklets for subjects and studies which we previously presented on air here at SFT, so you still have the opportunity to enjoy them at your leisure. Now, each week I'll remind you of different ways to obtain these uh, booklets. For instance... By looking up www.searchfortruth.org.uk, you'll find our church's main website where you can download some actual programmes and their accompanying transcripts, as well as uh, accessing other helpful material. Additionally, look out for Search for Truth featuring on www.twr360.org. And uh, we're quite excited that this will give you yet another excellent way of accessing again what you first heard here on air. Now, we've really appreciated your company today, and if you listen regularly, I hope you're enjoying this series of listeners' questions. Next week, Brian tackles the question, Is there such a place as purgatory? So, if you want to know more, then please join us again. And until then, very best wishes from Bible teacher Brian, studio technician David, our singers and me, John. Goodbye and may God richly bless you.